This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's, Let's Drink, Drink About it. it. You're listening to Let's Drink About It, a podcast where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail pairing to go with it. I'm your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. And I'm special guest host, Adam Pranica. Hey, Adam. Hey, Ben. Um, so I have some bad news for the listeners. Um, we were supposed to have uh, President Obama on the show today, and he snubbed us. Uh, turns out neither of our buildings have, uh, neither of our houses have uh, good enough roofs for snipers to stand on. <laughs> uh, uh, and also, obviously, uh, our uh, beloved you know, soul of the show, Chris Bowman, is uh, is not with us today, um, but we wanted to bring in episode anyways, and we already had Adam Pranica lined up, so we figured uh, we might as well. And uh, uh, I don't know what's going on with Chris, Adam, but um, he told me he would call in, so uh, in our call-in segment at the end of the show, I'm excited to find out what that might be. Wow, well, it must be a really great reason to miss the show. I mean, it would have to be. I mean, this is the most important thing going on in either Chris or my life. So. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, this, yeah. is, this is a form of therapy for you, right? It is. It is. Well, I'm of, listening. Um, how are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I think this is the second in between 50 and 60 hour work week I'm going to have in a row. Oh, so. man. Feeling pretty ragged. Yeah. Well, I, uh, uh, but I, can, I, I, I'm I not giving you that. any excuses. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to miss this show. I'm no, I mean, the time. I mean, it's not like you didn't already cancel on us once. Right. Right. I mean, you've, right. you've always had a one cancellation policy, <laughs> one strike and you're out rule. Yeah. And I know I'm very, I'm on very shaky ground. So, yeah. and, and you know that, you know, your, your position as the most beloved repeat guest our podcast has is a tenuous one, you know. Our listeners will not put up with much. <laughs> and uh if they if they detect a whiff of bullshit, you know. I I would expect your listeners to be really tolerant just given what I know about you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they can put up with a lot of abuse. Uh sorry. <laughs> sorry about souls. our middling at best podcast, guys. <laughs> hey, they're the subscribers. I suppose so. That's sort of, that's, that's like both narcissistic to me and insulting to them, come to think of it. Sorry. Remember when, uh, I remember I at that. the end of uh, Rocky Four, you know, when things aren't going very well for Drago and he looks up at the Politburo at the, <laughs> at the fake Russian president and he's, he's like, I'm doing this for me, for me. Wow. Rugged that's individualism us. peaks its ugly head. <laughs> that's us, right? We're doing this for us. Through the Iron Curtain. Uh, yeah, we're doing, we're doing it for us. I mean... Um, if anyone can derive any amount of entertainment out of it, uh, that's icing on the cake. But, uh, I feel like we'd be doing this either way. If, uh, even if, if not a listener tuned in. You mean drinking? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm actually drinking a nice rosé right now. Really? I walked into a wine store the other day and... Uh, I have a very f- funny and sophisticated friend in the neighborhood named Nico. Uh, he's uh, an English fellow, and he's walking out with his dog and a huge box of rosé, 
like box wine <laughs> and i was like nico what's up with this box wine you're buying and he's like it's it's fabulous i buy one box and the weekend's salted <laughs> wow and, and uh i'm not doing his accent justice but uh i was uh, uh you know as, and listeners know i never do any accent justice but well, i was listen I, to your I, life I, you sound like you're in a you're in a new york sitcom i know it sounds great so, so much about neighbor? my life yeah yeah he's always uh Busting in with his two high pants and his crazy haircut. <laughs> we have to we we have to pause the conversation while an imagined uh, studio audience screams and claps. Well, if only we had that kind of piped in studio audience for this show. Oh man, yeah. Um, well, just well, imagine. Yeah, let's just pause. Let's just pause, Adam, right now to let them work through the fits of laughter they're having at that witty observation you just made. <laughs> <laughs> Can you also pipe that in uh, during my intro? Like I just entered your podcast like Kramer. Uh, woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, I got to tell you, I have also been drinking this afternoon. Oh, but, yeah. um, nice. You could probably tell by my ragged voice. Uh, I've actually been drinking cough syrup, codeine cough syrup, or scissorp. As many people know it. I did a good deal of scissorp uh, research on... Uh, on the internet today, um, I was trying to f- see if there had, if anybody had give uh, had thrown a kind of speakeasy elevated fancy cocktail recipe into the mix with regard to scissor. But no, it's mostly just you know sprite yeah, sprite Jolly Rancher and codeine cough syrup. Oh, that's not that's not how I drink it. I'll oh, tell you how I oh, drink damn. it. Oh you, you, This is the okay. This is the. Uh, this is a podcast exclusive, the Puget Sound scissor recipe. You know, it's yeah. mostly associated with like Houston, uh, Louisiana. Right. How are you guys doing it up there in the uh, right, Pacific the, uh, Northwest? The No Limit Records label, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, anything I'd... that's been chopped and or screwed uh, <laughs> will we'll have a strong scissor probability. Well, I've found that um, my palate has taken to scissor quite well and it's in its most undisturbed state. So what I like to do is I'll take a highball glass. Mm-hmm. I'll take one of those giant whiskey ice cubes. Oh yeah, that's classy. I'll put that in the glass, uh-huh. and then I'll I'll unwrap the scissor bottle, uh-huh. and that and that wrapping oh, has yeah, that little that the, little plastic uh, cup on right, top. The tamper-proof package. I'll take that plastic cup, and I will throw it away. Uh huh. Then I'll open the bottle oh, cause, and because that's like graduated, right? So that you know how much of a dose you're getting. Yeah, one or two teaspoons, but but you want to use a, a jigger for this, right? Ooh, oh, so that's pretty fancy already. So yeah, I'll take the big end of the jigger, fill <laughs> it up with the scissor, <laughs> pour that over ice. Yeah. And you don't want to let that lay down. You want to get right to it. No, yeah. So uh, that was me two minutes before we started recording. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> no, I, I hope you're doing this at least with some pretense of being under a doctor's supervision, Adam. Because <laughs> that shit is no joke. <laughs> I, uh, up until this last week, I had never had codeine cough syrup before. Yeah. And I was having such a hard time sleeping with this cough that the doctor said, look, uh, don't try to take this during the day. Just take it at night when you really yeah, need it, when you really need not. to sleep. Mm-hmm. So um, I have not taken it during the day. Yeah. Until until just right before, now. so so by the end of the show, you might be in a completely altered state. Yeah, and I'll I'll keep you updated as to how I'm feeling okay. as we go. Let's, but uh, we'll, for we'll right check now, along the way, um, I uh, 
I got prescribed that stuff more than once in high school because I used to get real bad uh, coughs and strep mm-hmm. throat and all kinds of crap. Um, now I'm healthy as an ox, but back then oh, yeah. it was a little bit sickly. And uh, I was prescribed the codeine cough syrup, you know, in the same context, like this is mainly not cough syrup. It just knocks you on your ass. Right. So you can sleep and your body won't respond to like autonomic impulses like <laughs> trying to clear your lungs of mucus uh so so instead you drown right yeah of exactly dying well, of insomnia so i took it like one night and you know i'd been sick as a dog for a week and i finally get this stuff and i take it one night and i wake up the next morning and i felt like holy shit like one dose of that stuff i sleep the entire week's illness off i feel great I eat my breakfast cereal, say goodbye to my mom. I'm uh, borrowing my dad's car that day. So I, I was driving to school and I went to a school that was a uh, 45 minute drive from my house. And I was about halfway there on, uh, you know, a busy six lane highway going 65 miles an hour. when I realized I was very high on codeine and should not be operating a motor vehicle. So I had to like pull over to the side of the road and sleep it off. That sounds great. It sounds uh, <laughs> it, it sounds a lot like. Well, I'm I'm saying it sounds great because I'm hoping you're predicting the rest of my evening. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like Hibernol from SNL. You remember that sketch? Oh, Chris I don't. Farley drinks the uh, drinks the Hibernol cough syrup and then sleeps through cold and flu season entirely. <laughs> oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. That's just a little. That's a nice yeah. little uh, Chris Farley premise. Yeah, I feel like he could do a lot with just sleeping jokes, <laughs> just just be like appearing to be asleep, and how funny that would look if it was Chris Farley. He's he's so rarely at rest. It yeah. seemed. Yeah, man, he'll be missed. He is missed. Oh well, yeah, but I mean, like in the future, also. Right. Yeah. You want to start drinking? Let's uh, let's get to the uh, life events, so we can get to the damn recipes, so that we can get to the damn drinks. Okay. Why don't you start? What what is uh what is going on in your life? Well, I have been getting uh, quite an uptick in freelance work lately. Nice, which is great. Um, and one of the places I've been hired was Deadwood, South Dakota. Wow! And if uh, you're gonna get travel work, yeah, let me tell you that's where you want to go. You want to go to Deadwood. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was last week for a couple Well, they have of days. one of those hub airports where, you know, it's so easy to get there from anywhere, I feel like. Uh, you're obviously speaking of the mighty Rapid City <laughs> International Airport, <laughs> which has one very short runway and exactly two gates. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I was expecting to see Lowell from Wings. Yeah. Hey, Ben. Yeah. What's going on with you, man? Oh, man. Um... I, uh, I've been having a rough week, um, and amongst a lot of things that have been going wrong in my life, uh, the one I want to talk about today is eating big time shit. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, so Adam, uh, in, uh, in honor of, uh, of Deadwood, uh, 
you're going to be drinking something called the Scofflaw Cocktail. Uh, All right. I think this is a pretty classic cocktail, uh, if my foggy memory serves me. Um, this is an ounce of rye whiskey, an ounce of dry vermouth, uh, one quarters to three quarter ounces of grenadine, uh, according to your the sweetness of your palate, I guess, and then uh, half an ounce of lemon juice and a dash of orange bitters. So in a, an ice-filled glass, you're going to mix all the ingredients, shake them, and strain into a chilled cocktail glass. That sounds great. Yeah, and I would say go ahead and garnish that with a uh, lemon twist, you know? No, I can do that. Nobody's going to stop you. I've got one of those around. Sweet. Okay. You don't want to know what you, you're going to drink? I can't wait to find out. All right. <laughs> you are drinking the Primavera. We got to just drop the artifice, Adam. I feel like we're trying to be like broadcasters today. I don't, I don't know what came over me. I feel like I'm, I'm trying to dance because my, uh, my buddy Chris ain't here. Well, you do have a three-word name that's yeah. just tailor-made for NPR. <laughs> so, Benjamin Primavera. R. Harrison. <laughs> Primavera. Uh, okay, so for the Primavera, you take a pound of farfal or bowtie pasta. <laughs> oh, I'm just joking. Okay, you're going to start with two ounces of Krogstad. That was, a, that was a fun dad joke, though. Akovit. Krogstad Akovit. I imagine um, any other brand... The yeah, Lockavit would do. I got a different brand. But uh, they like the Krogstad, the mighty Krogstad for this. Yeah. Uh, 0.75 ounces of Contro, 0.75 ounces of lemon juice, two one and a half inch asparagus tips. So just the tips, <laughs> Ben. <laughs> so two of those, uh, one quarter inch slice of fennel bulb. You have some fennel laying around. I got really excited uh, when I found out that this was going to be my drink because I already had asparagus and fennel in my <laughs> fridge. <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah. How convenient. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and finally, uh, a two-inch celery stalk. So <laughs> you're, uh, this is you're, a eating a, recipe. you're eating a Waldorf salad. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, so you're going to muddle that Contro. Blue cheese garnish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, delicious. <laughs> Uh, muddle that contro in vegetables, and then add everything else. Uh, you're going to shake that with ice, and then strain it into an absinthe rinsed coupe. Garnish with an orange twist, and you're there. Boom. Uh, you know what? I forgot about the orange, so I'm going to garnish with a lemon twist. Sue me, motherfuckers. Well, as soon as you said you weren't going to use Krog's dad, I think yeah. uh, the whole at, thing flew at, out the window. At this point, orthodoxy has been abandoned. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, why don't we go make these drinks, and uh, we'll come back before your your uh, mind state gets too far gone. <laughs> Perfect. Cheers, Mr. Pranica. Cheers to you. Cheers to Thanks having for, a better week. Thanks very much for filling in for our beloved host. Happy to. Um, wow. I feel like I just uh, just let the uh, the vegetable aisle <laughs> at the grocery store fall into my mouth. You were gone a long time. I just figured you went to the farmer's market. <laughs> I mean, moral equivalent, right? Digging through the old uh, crisper drawer. It's um, got to be better than a V8, right? 
It is. I I was not sure I was going to like this when I watched myself <laughs> pour the ingredients into the uh, mixer, but I really do. It's like, you know, obviously vegetal, mm-hmm. but uh, it's really well balanced. It's uh, it's kind of refreshing in a way that I didn't anticipate. I thought it was going to be a lot more challenging mm. uh, as a cocktail, what, but I really like it. What's the, what's the base spirit on that? It's Aquavit, and... I, uh, See, that's the was, weird part. I was laughing me. at myself buying Aquavit because I was like, I've been doing a fucking cocktail podcast for like 60, almost 70 weeks now. You know, if you count the episodes that haven't haven't made it out, about 70 weeks. Uh, it's the one base spirit, I think, that I still didn't have sitting around in my house somewhere. <laughs> I keep having to go buy new stuff. It's an expensive hobby. The, uh, um, I think the closest thing I've ever had to that was the Morgan's Cup, but that's that's gin and cucumber, and that's about the most vegetal yeah. cocktail that I'm used to having, and that's just really great when it's hot. That's really good. Yeah, this is you know it's a it's a hot day here, um, and uh, you know I would how hot definitely... is it? <laughs> it's so hot <laughs> that. I've had to do two applications of balls powder. Mm. I, uh, uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, my friend. I, uh, yeah. I had to balls powder the morning before leaving the house. Yeah. And then I doubled down as soon as I got nice. home. Yeah. So I'm, um, a, I'm a pasty, chalky, yeah. uh, disgusting mess down there. Yeah. Between the two of us, we're just a, a real unfuckable group. Uh, yeah, uh, so Aquavit is, um, like, I think, basically a Scandinavian thing. Tastes like Christmas, uh, right? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's, like, licorice would be the kind of common, common way of describing it. Um, what am I thinking of that tastes like a Christmas tree, then? Maybe I'm... I'm I think, I think piney is probably the other... Yeah. Aspect to it. I, I don't think it's exclusively licorice Okay. Um... I uh, I don't know too much about it though. Um, but uh, yeah, this drink is great. Um, it's uh, so I ate big time shit on uh, Saturday. I got it in my head that I'd like to take a nice bike ride. I texted a friend and we rode our bikes down through Prospect Park and did a couple of loops and uh, had a real nice time doing it. Uh, on our way back, just on like a busy Brooklyn street, um, he was playing some music on his bike, and I think, I think that what uh, I decided I would do uh, would be to take my handles off of, my hands off the handlebars and do some cool arm-based <laughs> dance moves. Uh, but we were going like at a pretty good clip, and um, I do not have the skill to ride my bicycle without oh, no. my hands on the handles. Oh, so no. my wheel just turned sideways, causing all of the energy, uh, the forward momentum I had. And your to, dance uh, energy. Yeah, yeah. My dance energy stopped even quicker, you might say. Um, but I flew over the handlebars and basically broke my entire fall on my left elbow. And, like, it was, it was pretty fucking intense. Like, I, I haven't bled like that maybe ever 
and I had to like like he had like a sock or something in his bike bag and oh, like sure. we had we had to like throw uh infectious disease caution to the wind just to like stop the bleeding. Yeah, I mean, what was he using that sock for? I mean, I I have some 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 fears and some hopes, I'll say. But <laughs> he was kind enough to donate it to my uh to my cause and then help me get to the local uh uh, urgent care medical clinic where they, you know, gave me a, a stitch up and um, were kind enough not to X-ray me because my health insurance wasn't accepted at this particular clinic. So wow, I, did, I had to pay out of pocket. Oh uh, no! Well, cool little three hundred dollar mistake. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was rough, man. And I, it's like it's been dogging me all week, like. Um, we're recording this on Wednesday, comes out on Thursday, and I've been to the doctor twice since then. I went on Monday, and I get, went again today to have x-rays done because uh, I, don't, I really don't think it's broken, but, like, every major worrywart in my life has found out about this mm. and come out of the woodwork to scare the pants off me that I've got some hairline fracture that I don't know about, and if I don't get it, addressed now it will haunt me the rest of my days sure you don't um, want to end up with a claw i know yeah i mean i <clears throat> i just feel like it i would know if if my elbow was like damaged more than just opened which which arm are we talking about my left arm so your jerking arm <laughs> now i'm kind of a traditionalist in that uh oh you go american style in that department yeah okay. um it is my forking arm, so I I do a lot of uh, right. you know continental style dining with this <laughs> with this hand, um, and and it's very important uh, to your dancing, right? Yeah, I, I mean, and also like I'm getting married in le- like two weeks, so I would really like to avoid that. having a cast on my arm on my wedding day. Oh no, you don't um, want to be that guy. It would. It would, you know, it would be like rain on my wedding day. Are your fingers all swollen like sausages? No, I just, I okay. literally so just can... have some elbow pain. Okay, so she can put a ring on it. <laughs> well, if she likes it. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was really embarrassing. There was um, a pair of Hasidic women and their uh, three or four children walking by as it happened and so i i did this hysterical fall <laughs> and you know screaming in pain and wondering if i had broken anything more seriously than uh the skin on my elbow and uh they walked i i just have a very vivid memory of like looking you know upside down as i lie on the ground uh past the visor on my helmet as they walk by without even acknowledging that anything interesting was going on much less that like a human had been hurt you've got to believe that uh they've those women have seen a lot worse i guess so but like you know i feel like i would have stopped and been like is there anything i can do to help right is there something i mean is empathy a part of that particular uh religious prescription i watched a documentary about that uh religion uh, narrated by Sarah Jessica Parker and Leonard Nimoy. Uh, <laughs> Two of the not greats. Joking. Yeah, uh, it was it was a real weird narration choice where they just kind of passed it back and forth between the two of them without 
it really being commented on that they had two narrators or like why <laughs> and my were they clearly think- not in the room together yeah my my thinking was like maybe they tried really hard to get both of them and then both of them said yes and they were like fuck fuck what do we do <laughs> uh well you get but, them yeah. in a room together i think who yeah. knows what's gonna happen seriously man pretty steamy seriously um so when you but, skinned your elbow i've i've got to ask about the details like it was, was not was this, i did not skin it i i uh i went down to the uh i went down to the muscle oh on this one yeah i mean I have, was, uh, was there a big flap or did it did you just grind grind the skin down to the bone on the slide i think it was it's, there wasn't a flap it was like um i don't know an aperture opened I don't. I don't really know. I don't know how it happened wow. exactly, but uh, yeah, it and, was rough. And like you just applied a used sock to it. I mean, there was no. Neither of you had a bottle of water to to pour into it, get the no. gravel out of it. This was just dry gravel no. and a sock. Yep, pretty much, and a and a shoelace to hold the sock on. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> wow. I might have. I might just ask for them to take the arm at that point. Yeah, that sounds yeah, it disgusting. Was, it was pretty. Uh, it was pretty grimy. Um, yeah, I mean, fortunately, they. You know, I got to the clinic and they had like saline solution to spray into it to to clear it out, and then uh, did that hurt? Bactine. Um No, surprisingly refreshing. Hmm. <laughs> just like this drink. Hmm. Maybe that's what the Primavera is meant to <laughs> to mimic. Bringing it on home. But yeah, so then um, to add to the amount of time I've been spending in medical environments, uh, on Tuesday I uh, was walking my dog Darwin home and uh, he had a seizure uh, and so I had to rush him to the emergency room and he spent two days in uh, some intensive care pet hospital. Wow. Wow. recovering from that and uh that is terrible for, fortunately he's he's okay and he looks like he's uh completely recovered and it probably won't happen again but uh man it was like such an emotional roller coaster of a week for me so wow. i'm really glad to be sitting here talking to you and drinking this delicious cocktail well this is usually a pretty uh fun funny Lighthearted show. This is this is definitely yeah. a very special episode of Let's Drink About It, where all yeah, the music's like sad. After school the stories special. are sad. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, that's a. Uh, but the prognosis for Darwin is uh, probably a one-time thing. Yeah, it's. Uh, they couldn't really like link it to a uh, congenital defect or anything, which you know would have meant maybe he was like going to have a life of health problems. Right. Uh, and so once they ruled that out, they were like, you know, it might be that he just ate something off the street. It might be just some random freak occurrence. Did it have anything uh, to do with the strobe-like cone you put around his neck? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, in retrospect, hindsight being twenty twenty, I might not have done that. Yeah, um, yeah. I might not have uh, built him a sleeping cocoon that is built out of flat screen TVs playing uh <laughs> Japanimation <Right>. robot battles <laughs> you know out of sync with uh dubstep in the background <laughs> you know i don't know that that's necessarily a great environment for a dog now well but 
uh, I mean, you're 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 one of those parents. You're one of those dog parents that just wants to give the child what it wants, and yeah. your dog just happens to love cartoons. Yeah, and dubstep. Well, who could blame you? <laughs> I I couldn't deny that face either. Darwin's the best. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's great. Um, yeah. Um, well, let's uh, let's lighten it up a little bit. Tell me about Deadwood. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't I mean I want to be pretty diplomatic about it uh, I'm not going to besmirch the good name of Deadwood South Dakota I think there's a lot that people would really enjoy about it um, yeah I don't know what I was expecting when I went there I'm I can't unfortunately get into too many details about the job I was doing um, uh-huh. for a variety of reasons but I can tell Sh- you about shooting shooting campaign videos for Ted Cruz oh yeah I mean, I'll, I'll shoot campaign videos for anyone. Yeah, if you if you come if you come with the cash, you, Pranica is ready to sell you to the American public. That's right. That's right. So, uh, I didn't have any preconceived notion about Deadwood before I went. Um, I have yeah. I have not even seen the HBO series. The hit, I haven't the either. Hit television I have, series Deadwood. I have. I I I feel like it's one of those ones that. Uh, is if you tell that to a certain type of dude, he's going to go, oh, you haven't seen that? Right. you got to see that. Right. The, um, the same guy who likes Ice Road Truckers or or <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, that guy. I mean, maybe. Or maybe he's the guy that, you know, like, I mean, maybe he likes all the same stuff I like. Who knows? But I have a, a vaguely carnival yeah, uh, aesthetic association with it. So I might be concerned that Deadwood... South Dakota would be a uh, carny like uh, atmosphere in real life, which would be maybe a little scary. Yeah, I mean, I think part of its issue is it's it's trying to find an identity right now. And mm. as I was driving the ninety minutes it took to get from uh, the airport into Deadwood, you you start to see the signs, the right. signs advertising uh, both the town and the hotels there. Right, and they're really uh, they're really branding it around Wild Bill Hickok, uh, who was famously uh, killed there during a poker game, and uh, <laughs> and his special lady friend Calamity Jane, who is buried right next to him on the hillside out there. So they're they're sort of branding it. Calamity as, Jane is one of the all time great uh, noms de guerre. I feel like I I feel the same way. I mean. But it made me think, like, when was the last calamity that you could think of? It seems yeah. like the calamity thing uh, was a Wild West thing and just sort of ended there. Yeah. Well, you know, not that's not all bad. I feel like, you know. I mean, if a calamity happened to you, would you even know what to do? Anything that has happened to me that has been described as calamitous has typically been a big pain in the ass. Right, so. right. Yeah, you don't want any of that. And evidently this Jane lady was really known right. for it. Bringing it with the calamitousness, right? Real red flag with calamity Jane. So, yeah, but it does roll off the tongue. Yeah, it does. It does. But evidently, they were close, close enough to be buried together. Yeah, and that so, says something. <clears throat> so I'm getting closer to town, and I'm seeing all these billboards, and these <laughs> billboards are are advertising the hotel that I'm staying in, <laughs> and they are very suggestive. Really, it is becoming clear that the hotel that I uh, I signed up for on the Expedia uh, may or may not be a strip club. Wow. And 
the that's something I feel like they would tell you in the uh, little description. You know, like king size bed, uh, private <laughs> bath, um, you know, gym, pool, hot tub, ice machine, strip club. Right. Yeah, I I would have thought that too. And uh, so I get closer, and I'm thinking, you know. This could be interesting. I pull in, and it and it's basically a uh, a comfort in by <laughs> by the highway that goes through, and it uh, <laughs> and I walk in, and uh, it's just five blackjack tables with poles behind them. Oh, and so it was the um, the the like reality TV remodel version. Of a strip club, right? It, and I can't even say I was disappointed. I mean, maybe I was disappointed if I were expecting a strip club, which I was. <laughs> but to walk in and just be greeted by uh, five blackjack tables, one of which actually had a dealer, right? Uh, and the four stripper poles behind them, none of them occupied. I don't know. It it made the whole scene even sadder than I was expecting. So yeah. Uh, I, just I mean, you you pretty much, like, outside of Vegas, where they have enough money to make it sort of, you know, have a kind of fancy, you know, I, I mean, Disney-fied level of production value, there's really nothing sadder than gambling establishments, <laughs> like... Yeah, especially even, when you compare like, it to the marketing, which is just yeah. a riot of a good time. Right. Yeah. yeah. So Everything is so plush in the marketing. Yeah, and, um, and I mean, but besides my sad hotel, uh, the town's pretty cool. I mean, you walk downtown and they're doing uh, shootout recreations. Oh. Uh, you've got people in, in Wild West costume walking around, like acting in character. I could get into that. That yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, it's sort of Wild West Disneyland there, uh, which was cool. I also had, like, some of the best steaks I've ever had in my life there. Really? Uh, so I, I recommend the steak. Uh, I, I recommend a different hotel, but I do recommend the steak. <laughs> and, God, the weirdest thing happened there, too. Um, so I'm having my my first steak of the trip, and I'm just sitting at the bar by myself, the bar with the yeah. full menu, as I do when I travel alone. Right. I'm sitting next to a gentleman who also orders a steak, and he, he orders a filet, well done, oh. with a little container of ketchup to dip it in. And he, sa- he, gives, him, he gives the lady this order specifically, like, oh. give me the filet well done, and I, w- I would like a ramekin of ketchup so that I can dip my steak into it. <laughs> and it was, the sad- it was an even sadder scene than my hotel. Yeah. Wow. That is a. I didn't even know how to process. That's a bad that. order. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was enjoying a beautiful steak. He was enjoying an abomination. Yeah, that's a uh, that's rough, man. Um, he had a worse week than you did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's hard for me to feel bad for myself now. Um, speaking of unused stripper poles, <laughs> uh, I have never actually I've never been to a strip club, so I, I've never actually seen anyone use a stripper pole outside of in a movie film or something like that um i guess in a uh an errant episode of the sopranos i might have caught um but one time armageddon uh, early, sure <laughs> early in my career i was uh, uh 
directing hip hop videos and I had a couple of opportunities to pitch pretty famous rappers. Um, the biggest one was uh, 50 Cent and I got laughed out of their office. But Did you actually uh, take a meeting with him? Uh, I didn't take a meeting with 50 himself. I met him, but the meeting was with uh, a member of his management and... Um, did you, I, I need, I need a little bit more about this meeting, Ben. Well, like, did you, I, was it like half handshake, embrace, pull in? Like, what was your greeting like? Was yeah, it a yeah, I, w- I would say it was like that. I mean, it was definitely like, it, it, it was an office in Midtown that was in a building that probably had like a small car insurance company and a uh, company that does like medical uh, device sales or something like that also in it. Oh, that's, um, that's they, what he's known for. I mean, they had, they had floor through in this office building and they were not taking very good care of their offices. They basically <laughs> looked like, you know, the amount of disrepair of a, uh, like an on-campus frat house, like a frat <laughs> house in a, in a dorm building. Uh, uh, there was there was a room that just had like undifferentiated heaps of vitamin water available, not chilled, for anybody that wanted some. Uh, Did you avail like yourself of that? Uh, no, I don't. I still don't think I've ever had any vitamin water. But um, yeah, it was a uh, uh, oh, and and you know, a, a heavy uh, mist of of uh, ganja smoke hmm. hung in the air. It was actually pretty atmospheric in a lot of ways, but uh, didn't seem like a great... Like, if you had to go there every day for work, I feel like it would be super depressing. I'm just imagining the scene uh, in Half-Baked where they go meet Samson. Was that sort of uh, what it was like? Yeah, I mean, it it was that, except for with, like, a suspended ceiling and <laughs> a lot of, like, office cubicles that were clearly left there by whatever business was in there before them. Mm. So... Yeah, you don't want to... You don't want to oh, move and, out the and, last and, guy. W- yeah, and at one point Tony Yayo walked through talking actual shit about Cameron uh, <laughs> and saying that he would buy his house and burn it to the ground just just to show how much he hated him. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, That's, so that was kind of entertaining. Seems but, like a uh, waste of a house. Another time I went to pitch Jewel's Santana, a member of Dipset, along with Cameron. And uh, Jewel's Santana's studio uh personal studio was in new jersey somewhere and he was very excited about the fact that he had had a stripper pole installed in it except for it was just a bunch of dudes sitting around in there so like the stripper pole was just kind of in the way so pretty lifelike to talk to somebody across the room (laughs) just like a strip club yeah, I guess if 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 the strippers all uh, got raptured or something, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I and and at one point I like got up to like get a glass of water or something and bumped it as I walked by and it was like not that well installed, so it was like a tetherball pole, like it was just stuck into yeah. a tire with cement in it. Yeah, it was about that level of uh, workmanship. So that's great. I uh, I I debated whether to bring it to Joel's Santana's attention that somebody could potentially uh, there's a potential liability issue with his stripper pole <laughs> I chose not to oh uh, I'm sure he found out eventually yeah oh boy 
What a weird, what a weird part of my life. Um, anyways, before we move on, tell me about this, uh, this scofflaw cocktail you're, you're drinking, buddy. Oh, I, I really like it. I, uh, yeah. it's, it's really, it's really well balanced. Like I don't really, I taste a lot of citrus mm-hmm. from the lemon juice. Uh, and it's really balanced up with the rye nicely. Um, there's no burn at all. There's no rye burn nice. whatsoever. And uh, the grenadine adds a little color to it. I would say more color than flavor. Yeah. Um, my wife actually makes these quite a bit. So oh, I, sweet. I was I was used to making them, though she makes nice. more of them. And uh, yeah. she usually makes doubles. Did she weigh in on the grenadine uh, content? Uh, no, she wasn't home. Uh, she's not getting home until later, so I... Uh, well, what good is she then? Well, not good at all when yeah. she's not here. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, I'm used to drinking doubles, though, and when she makes them, she calls them the blah, blah, blah. Because <laughs> after a double, that's what you call That them. guy has a great law blog, from what I hear. That, that is what I hear also. All right, well... Uh, but a delicious, uh, uh, a delicious drink, absolutely. Yeah, I would, uh, I would consider making one... Uh, after we hang up today, yeah, Sounds let's pretty good. Let's hang up the uh, podcast and then drink another drink together on Skype. Oh, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. Well, before we do that, uh, we should uh, play a couple of listener calls that we had this week. Uh, the first one is from a good friend of ours. Hmm. Hey, fellas, this is Chris, longtime contributor, first time caller. Um, <laughs> I Uh-oh. am in the middle of a morphine induced haze oh, and no. awaiting appendicitis surgery. <laughs> appendix oh. surgery? I have appendicitis. I'm waiting to get my appendix taken out. Uh, feeling pretty fucking good. I'm not sure any drink you prescribe uh, would be better, <laughs> but uh, why don't you give your best shot, and uh, I'll let you know how it goes. Thanks. Love yous. Wow. Oh, man. Wow. Feel better, Chris. Look, I've Jesus. made a lot of sick calls into work before. Yeah. That sounded pretty legit. That sounded legit. He, I mean, if he was faking it, with his voice like that, like fucking Academy Award level performance. Yeah. Um, he sounded like he really was on lots of morphine. It, um, it doesn't sound fun. I thought it would be fun. Yeah. No, doesn't sound fun at all. Wow. Uh, Homeboy has been in a lot of pain lately from what I understand. And uh, yeah, like we we had to cancel the show... Uh, we were planning on recording this on Tuesday, on Monday, I think, and we had to cancel, and then we had to cancel again on, and I think we canceled on Monday because of my dog. Mm-hmm. We had to cancel again Tuesday because of me because your uh, shoot ran long, mm-hmm. and uh, Chris was dealing with like abdominal, like severe abdominal pain the entire time, and so today he was like, "Yeah, I think I'm actually going to go to the hospital." And then wow. it turned out appendixitis. Wow. Fuck. That's serious uh, stuff. Have you had yours taken out? I haven't. Um, yeah, me I neither. had a friend have his burst a few years ago, and it's like you have like hours to get under the knife. Yeah, before you happens. go toxic. Yeah. So uh, 
I'm really glad that they're um, sorting him out, and uh, hope he hope he recovers pretty quickly. Yeah, you and me both. I think it's pretty clear that I make a terrible co-host for the show. So, hurry back, Chris. Yeah, we can't fucking stand this Pranica asshole too much longer. Are you gonna set him up with a cocktail like anyone else who calls in? Well, so that's what uh, that's what I was doing the um, scissor research for because I figured he's got uh, an opiate in his system right now. Oh yeah, and Me too. potentially has the supervision of a doctor. Hmm. So um, he's just hammering that button, that morphine yeah. button. The best thing I could come up with, uh, and you like I was surprised to discover that you were drinking codeine uh when I got on the uh Skype tonight so you can weigh in on whether you think this is a good idea or <laughs> a terrible idea it's probably a terrible idea but uh the idea I had was do a uh do a double dose of codeine cough syrup in a champagne flute and then top it up with some nice champagne ah oh, that sounds like a delightful drink it sounds it sounds like uh I mean, like, obviously, nobody should do this unless they have several doctors supervising them as they do it. Right. The doctors who say specifically that you need to drink it out of a champagne flute. Right. There are those doctors (laughs) out there. This is Canada, right? Yes. So, like, his nurses are wearing denim scrubs, I imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And, and, you know, (laughs) raccoon tail hats. (laughs) Does he get uh, does he get gravy popsicles when he's out of surgery? Yeah, uh, the uh, the uh, nutrient IV is actually just uh, grade B maple syrup, um, which is nice. You know, it's uh, it's more flavorful than the grade A. Doctor, his blood syrup level is dangerously low. <laughs> oh man! Uh, but we seriously, one- we're we're envious of his healthcare system. I mean, yeah, that's... I mean, uh, he did have a noon to five thirty uh, surgery time today, so oh, like he, a like a cable window. He, yeah, yeah. He so you know some parts of it sound fucking awful. I I went to the hospital to get my elbow X-rayed this morning, and I I was in and out of there in under forty five minutes, which was wow. fucking great. That seems like they weren't really paying attention at that kind of speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, they probably weren't, but, you know, they got me in and out, and that's what's important. Right? Were your doctors Hasidic? <laughs> yeah. Th- oh, boy. We're going to have to cut all that out. I think the scissor has taken hold. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm excited for the uh, the Adam and Ben After Dark episode that we're about to record after Oh, this. yeah. That's a deep um, link right there. um well we have one more call before we go adam okay if you'll if you'll indulge me oh you're indulged hi guys greetings from glasgow i had the idea a while ago to start a youtube channel where i review things to watch and do with a hangover (laughs) and inspired by yourself and other podcasters and youtubers i decided to stop talking about it and just start doing it so i've been doing a couple months now and i'm very happy doing it I've decided in a couple weeks I'm going to do an episode where I review hangover cocktails. So I decided to request from you guys the perfect cocktail to drink with a hangover. You will be appropriately credited in the video, of course. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Don't choke on your rum and coke. Yay! Wow. Wow. Uh, uh, man, uh, you know, I, I like that the universe, even when Chris is not here, finds a way for a 
Scottish accent to happen on the show. I love that. A good one, by the way. Yeah. Um, that was Rory, by the way, uh, with hangover reviews. And uh, yeah, uh, man, I think that's a really fun idea for a YouTube channel. Um, I'll definitely, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to need to check some of those videos out. Um, and also obviously thank you for uh, filling in Chris's catchphrase for uh, <laughs> uh, those of us who need to hear it at the end of every episode. Yeah. Are you sure that wasn't Chris's dad? <laughs> I feel like Chris's dad's accent is not uh, is not what it what it once was, you know. Like Rory sounds plopper, proper Glasgowian. Um, I don't know; they just sound the same to me. I'm sorry. Also, that name Rory. I, f- I fucking wish there were guys walking around in the U.S. named Rory. Yeah, we don't get nearly enough of those. That's, that's for a sure. great name. We have goddamn too many Chads. Yeah, we could use a whole lot more Rorys, if you ask me. Yeah. I mean, I know like 15 guys named Mike. Can one of them please be named Rory? Yeah, yeah. It's not too late to exchange that name. Yeah. Do yourself um, a favor, Mike. Make a change. <laughs> yeah, you know who you are. Yeah, um, I'm talking to you, Mike. <laughs> uh, well, Rory, uh, there's really, as far as I know, only one true hangover cure cocktail. Um, there are some cocktails that, you know, people drink when they have hangovers, your, uh, Bellinis, your, uh, Bloody Marys, your, uh, what do you call that shit when you put orange juice and champagne together? Oh, yeah, it's orange juice and champagne. Uh, yeah, whatever that shit's called. Is that, what's the one that, uh, Coughlin made in that movie Cocktail? Wasn't that just oh. an egg inside of a pint of beer? Uh, well, so, so you're, you're on the same, you're on the same track as I am, Adam. The, uh, the only hangover cure cocktail that I'm aware of is the prairie oyster. Hmm. So, uh, this is a whole egg, an ounce of vodka, two dashes of vinegar, Oof. a teaspoon of Worcestershire sauce, teaspoon of ketchup, ah. two dashes of Tabasco sauce, and a pinch of salt and pepper. Uh, so the way you make it is you crack you crack the egg carefully into an old-fashioned glass, taking care not to break the yolk. So you've just got a raw egg in a glass. Oh yeah, you don't you, want to ruin it. No, yeah. <laughs> so then you add the remaining ingredients, and then you drink it in one gulp. Ugh. <laughs> oh man. Adam is horrified. Oh, that is rough. I mean, I think I know what we're gonna drink after we uh, shut the Skype off. I mean, I'm willing to try evening. it. <laughs> yeah what if that guy had ordered a well done filet a <laughs> <laughs> well i was thinking the, the a thing of ketchup and a prairie oyster my friend in deadwood would love that drink but only if the egg was hard boiled oh yeah sure. oh yeah he would he would uh everything has to be overcooked huh uh, that is gnarly <laughs> um have I you ever work- had a hangover bad enough where you would consider that um I mean, I've had a hangover that was very bad. I just feel like my worst think, hangovers make me nauseous, and there's no way yeah. that I'm keeping that down. But your nausea is coming from not having like not having good eggs stuff to metabolize. You know, <laughs> right? You need protein to get back on your feet. Hmm. So, hmm. That's just that's just good science, Adam. I guess. <laughs> I'm gonna call you next time. I've got a five so, alarm uh, hangover. 
if uh, Rory, if you do make the prairie oyster and try it on your show, please uh, tweet us a link and we'll uh, and we'll we'll put it up on our on our site and tweet it out and yeah, review that one, on Rory. <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to stick it to him. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to. That sounds like some... a drink you're sticking to someone. That doesn't I sound mean, like a real drink. Yeah, I mean, if your friend makes it for you when you have a hangover, like... It sounds like that drink there's... you make in elementary school for your buddy to <laughs> haze him you, by sticking yeah. ketchup packets and... Every, everything in arm's reach at, yeah. the, uh, at the at the cafeteria table. And it's just gray. It just yeah. looks gray. Yeah, but he does it because he wants that dollar. He wants to be cool. Yeah. We all do. Deep yeah. down. Deep down we do. Well, I think that just about brings us to the end of the show, Adam. Uh, uh, how do people find you on Twitter.com? Uh, on the Twitter, I am at Cut for Time, all one word. Um, very funny Twitter account. I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, you can follow Chris on Twitter at CrispyChicken. Please uh, tweet Chris a well wish and. Uh, Tell him to get well soon. Um, I know he'd really appreciate that. I think he's got a few days of recovery out ahead of him, and um, we really wish him the best. Hopefully he's back uh, back to 100% before the next episode. Yeah, yeah. We can't um, do this without you, Chris. Yeah, seriously. I mean, we're going to try and bank about five shows in the next week or so because I'm getting married so soon and we're going to need a bunch to cover the week of the wedding and the uh, and the uh, honeymoon. So, right. Um, a speedy recovery, you know, uh, I, I, I ask for it quite selfishly, but uh, yeah. So, uh, so send send our boy a tweet. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Benjamin R A H R, and you can follow our show at Drink About It. Um, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Tumblr. Um, and most importantly, please uh, go review us on iTunes. The biggest and best way we can reach a, a broader audience is if you give us a nice uh, rating on iTunes and write a review. Tell people why you like the show and why you think they should listen. Right. Um, just the five-star reviews. Uh, if, you, yeah, if you don't if, like it, just keep that to yourself. If you don't have anything other than completely adulatory to say, don't say anything at all. If you're thinking about a one-star review, uh, try that egg drink. Yeah. See how that works. <laughs> yeah. That'll turn you right around. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, no, this show's legit. Yeah, five stars. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, thanks again for uh, tuning in. Oh, and I should thank Paul Watling and Graham Walsh for the art and music. And I should thank Adam Pranica for... Filling in so ably on uh, on this very special episode. Thank you so much, man. You are welcome, Ben. I love this show, so I'm happy to do it anytime. I love you, buddy. I love you, man. Uh, no, I, I seriously love you, man. Yeah, you're all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Later, potato. <laughs> Goodbye. Don't choke on your rum and coke.